Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? My name is Brandon McClendon with Sports Soccer Brandon. On this Saturday, today, we're going to be talking about SmackDown, uh, Friday Night SmackDown from last night, which was actually pretty decent. It wasn't great. It was kind of a up and down show. The beginning with Edge and Danny Bryan was really fun, and the ending was really interesting. And there was a couple good things in the middle. I love the eight-man tag match that we had right after the Edge promo, Edge and Danny Bryan promo at the beginning. That was really fun. All the Red Zone stuff is kind of getting a little bit overdone, but I can see where they're going with it. Hopefully, it's not too uh, terrible, but we'll see um, how that pans out going through Fast Lane and ultimately to WrestleMania. One interesting note that came out of WWE was actually reported by um, Sean Rastap and Fightful and a couple others that talked about that Andrade asked for his release because he hasn't been on TV for at least three or four months. Um, they were going to do the angle where him and Charlotte were supposed to be the power couple. That never really came to fruition. According to Dave Meltzer, Dave Meltzer they said that um, the release that Andrade requested got denied. So I'm wondering if they're going to just keep him on the roster and not really do much with him. But we really don't know. WWE has one of the biggest rosters in the in wrestling, and they don't use a lot of their talent sometimes. And kind of weird, like Murphy just came back last week, a couple weeks ago. Fought Cesaro, they fought again tonight, which was a good match, but I don't think really built anything. And Murphy just gets a couple um, win, a couple matches out of this. I don't know where this is going. Uh, ultimately, I think it's going to be weird to see where this Andrade thing goes. He might get a release right down the road, depending on if WWE has anything for him. At the same time, it's the same thing with Christian. Like Christian did stuff with the Royal Rumble, they couldn't agree on stuff. And he ended up went to AEW. I would love to see Andrade in like CML or something of that nature because he's a really good wrestler. He does a lot of good stuff. NXT, he was hot in NXT when he had the title and he fought Johnny Gargano for that title. It was actually really well done. So I appreciate, you know, his work ethic is and everything. Just watching him from outside as a fan. And I think he deserves a little bit better. He's really good. He's got better with English. He does, he, you know, he has that background. He does a lot of those media appearances in English and Spanish, so it really works out for both of him, for them, and try to get better, you know, just doing a lot of things, like Nakamura did for a long time, same kind of thing, getting better with his English and really using both his languages in a really good way. Um, other big story came out this week from the World of Wrestling was the fact that Asuka looks like they're, she's in jeopardy of not making um, WrestleMania. This happened a couple weeks ago in Raw when they were fighting and she got, Shayna Baser kicked her in the jaw and knocked out one of her teeth. They said she has a concussion. That's not confirmed, but um, if she gets cleared, everything goes well. She can be back for WrestleMania. If not, then that title match with Charlotte is going to be kind of up in the air after Charlotte was supposed to fight Lacey Evans, but Lacey Evans got pregnant. So that whole storyline could change. Nothing really set for WrestleMania right now because they're kind of still up in the air with everything, according to reports. The only thing that's really set is Edge, <coughs> Roman, and Sasha Banks, and 
Bianca Belair. So I'm looking forward to see where those storylines go. Outside of that, there's nothing really else set for the show, biggest show of the year. Let's see. Uh, let's get into SmackDown. So this starts with Edge coming to the ring, and he uh, he um, cuts a promo, basically talking about Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan, and how Roman pretty much said, "You want to fight me because I'm the main event. I'm the big time. I'm the head, you know, head of the table." But then he says, "You know." It's funny, you, you I picked you, and then you kind of cowered back, and now you're afraid of me for some reason because I cut you off guard, which is kind of funny. But then you went down the down Daniel down Daniel Bryant road path, which was Bryant. You got into this, and now you're fighting Roman at Fastlane, and if you win that, you're gonna have the title. And my WrestleMania plans are kind of up in the air because I don't know who I'm gonna face. But you weaseled away in this match. You already lost. You know, you already lost once. But at the same time, I don't think you deserve another shot. Then Brian comes out. Brian says, you know, the funny thing. You're saying I weaseled my way in the match. You're saying that I did all these things. But you're called the ultimate opportunist. You've done, you've done this before in your career. And yet, you're calling me out for it. How that doesn't make, you know, doesn't make no sense, basically. Edge has a line at the end, you know. He's pretty much says, you're good, but you're not good as me, and walked off. So, he, Edge is kind of upset, kind of annoyed, but I think he would still have his match either way. It doesn't matter. That promo, the promo was good. I just think that content right there was kind of weird at the end, like the when Edge said that. It doesn't really make sense because they're trying to build tension between Bryant and Edge, but it's not really building the way they expected. I think it's kind of like off. A little, a little off with the tension, but it still kind of works. So after this, we get the Street Profits and uh, Ray and Dominic Mysterio versus um, Corbin, or not Corbin, um, Rude and Ziggler and Otis and Gable. But before the match, Otis, Gable, and Rude and Ziggler beat up on the faces. Before the match, this match was fun. I'm going to go ahead and wait to watch this match because this match is actually one of the better things on the show. Good back and forth. Always looks amazing. Then his heel turn is making sense, and I enjoy seeing that that strong. You know, he's very been very strong and not always just happy about things. He's really just fought, you know, fought well. And Gable's trying to bring that out of him, which is a good thing. Also, I love the fact that they Dawkins looks amazing in all these matches. Dawkins has been doing really well. Get a couple hot tags here. They work over Dominic a little bit. Uh, Ray gets the second hot tag and goes runs wild. Everybody hits moves. We hear the spine. We see this. Uh, they call it the cash out, I think. The cash out by Dawkins. Then Dominic and Ray do the 619. Dominic flies over the top rope to knock out Rude or Rock knock out Ziggler. And then Ray goes to the top rope and knocks out Gable. As that's happening, uh, Ford gets on the top rope to hit the frog splash on Rude for the one, two, three. They win. So this is building momentum for the Street Props to go back for the tag team titles because they have now penned the champion, one of the champions of the tag team titles. I love the match. It was immensely fun, enjoyable. <clears throat> I was, like I said, go out of your way to watch it. It was so, so good. And I think it did a really good job of just kind of keep building that story of like, those three props want another shot of the towels, but they have to get back on that train of winning and 
getting back to their winning ways. And now they're going to have a shot at those titles, maybe at Fastlane or WrestleMania, ultimately, uh, to get a shot to see if they can win them back against Rudy Ziggler. So after this, we had a backstage like promo kind of thing with uh, Jay. He walks up to where Roman's locker room is. Paul Heyman's outside, and you know, you know, they kind of have a little quarter talk. But he wants to go talk to Roman, and then Paul's like deflecting and telling Jay to come back later, and he does. And Paul was kind of like. Basically, Paul Heyman was kind of like, I, you don't need to talk. You can't really talk to him right now because that's what happened last week. Jay even knows it. So he just walks off, comes back later. Um, I'm going to put this other one, other thing here. Jay's also backstage later on the show. And Jay, Reg walks up to him and says, you know, you were, you're not like this. You're not supposed to be Roman's lap dog. I know you as a guy who helped me get my fire back and get my passion back. You and your brother. And we used to, you know, I, I got to know you through your, you know, your parents and... <clears throat> get to be in the ring with y'all as little kids and get to know you. And I don't think this is you. You need to get, you know, you need to get back to what you are. And Jake pretty much says, you know, you have to think about Roman. If you don't beat Roman, you have to acknowledge him and you have to be, you have to, you know, say he's the best. And you're going to do that at WrestleMania, no matter what happens either way. And then, and Edge pretty much says, you know, we'll see and walks off. And, I love the fact that I think Edge is trying to make sure, you know, trying to get Jay back to the, back to his normal self. I wonder what's going to happen if when Jimmy comes back, they'll have Jimmy technically join that group or, the, or Jimmy will fight Jay. And then after they fight, Jimmy sees the light and then joins the group. Uh, ultimately, I really appreciate this. This was so much fun. So then after this, we get the. Seth Rollins interview backstage, he says, you know, he says that Sarara, what Sarara did a couple weeks ago was bad. Why are we seeing this again? Why are we seeing me getting swung? And he pretty much says, you know, Cesaro is a waste of potential. He's one of the, he's the biggest waste of potential, but they're going to have, and then Kayla Braxton said, or Kayla says, Cesaro and Murphy are going to have another match tonight. And, and Prawns kind of thinks it over and like, okay, they're having another match. Okay, cool. So then he leaves. Then we see Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Um, they're, they're taking Reginald on a shopping spree. This is a little video package. This is okay. Like, Reginald keeps trying to choose. Nia Jax is really, like, giving Reginald all that she can. Like, he's really joint. Johnny Reginald trying on these suits. And Santa Bader is out pretty much out of it on her phone for posting it. And even at one point, Nijak says, Not, uh, Shana, what, what, what are you, and aren't you looking? And she, she's kind of like, Nah, not really care. So then after this little segment, then we get the Murphy Cesaro match with Seth on the ramp watching. And so Cesaro goes off on Murphy at the beginning, really. A couple uppercuts back and forth. Murphy gets the upper hand, tries to get back on the front foot. Pretty much this is our Cesaro's match. So Murphy, uh, Murphy gets a couple kicks in a knee, but then Cesaro hits those uppercuts multiple times just to 
solidify this. And as he's seeing the uppercuts, he catches Murphy because Murphy tried the a another knee. He catches him, puts him on the ground, starts to swing. As he starts to swing, Steph comes there, causes DQ, match is thrown out, and Rollins is beating up uh, on Cesaro a bunch. He's beating him up. Hits a curve stomp on him. Tells him, get up. Stand up. And he tries to, and then um, so, uh, Seth hits another curb stomp, grabs a chair, tries to put the chair around Cesaro's neck, and even, like, use the chair and hit a curb stomp on that. Ref stop him. So uh, Seth leaves, and he keeps saying, stand up, stand up, Cesaro. Just stand up. And as he's saying this, he heads backstage, and Nakamura is right at the entrance to the back, backstage. Uh, then it so then so then after he goes backstage, backstage Nakamura is like standing there and kind of stare at each other they look at you they're like something's up and as they're looking at each other Seth just walks off so we're probably getting a match next week between Seth and Nakamura and then we're going to get the Cesaro match at Fastlane. I'm like a lot of people. I think you should do Nakamura at Fastlane and Seth, Seth Cesaro at WrestleMania. But I think the way they're doing the story, at least you get Nakamura first before they fight each other. Then he can beat Nakamura and then Cesaro can come out to the save or something. So that works out ultimately. Um, really good match. Even though we've seen this match before and I figured Cesaro was going to win or something true was going to happen. I think the the swing has really gotten to Seth's head, so he's kind of just pissed about that and making him look stupid. I appreciate that kind of like continuity. They do a good job with that. So backstage, we see KO getting ready for the KO show, and you see Sami Zayn walk up to him, and Sami says, "You know, you're one of my best friends, even though we don't have zero differences, and I want you to be in my documentary. We can." You know, we can expose what WWE's done to me and everything, and even to you. And and at the same, Kevin's, Kevin, Kevin's kind of like bowling this off, but he finally says, you know, let me think about it. He's going to think about it. He's going to think about it. Okay. So, KO leaves. Sammy's, you know, Sammy's still backstage kind of smiling, so he's going to think about it. As we have that, then we have the KO show. This whole, like, segment between the KO show, the match, and then the back, the aftermath, was kind of okay. It's not great. It's the same stuff they've talked, they've done before. So the KO show, he introduced Bianca Belair and uh, Sasha Banks. Banks says, you know, you know, you know, it's funny how I'm, you know, I'm the best. I'm the, the SmackDown champion. We have all these. Um, I'm one. You know, I'm the top in the division right now, and. Bianca says, well, you forgot Reginald got involved in the rest last week, and Reginald's been going at you, and she and Banks says, you know, it's funny, Reginald, I'm cute, I'm great, I look great, what, why would anybody not want me? And then they go, they start having a little spat, and, you know, and Sasha says, I'm looking forward to having a tag towel to be a two-belt Banks again, and walking to WrestleMania, and retaining my title, and you know, keeping the two belts and so you're actually looking forward to the tag match, the tag championship match that uh, Bianca says. And Bianca 
and then just keep going at it. Kevin Owens is pretty much out of the picture. He's in the background, which I thought was funny. Like they did the KF show, but Kevin Owens is not really even in the shot for most of it. He's just kind of there, which I was like, okay, fair, makes sense. So then after this, Nia Jackson and Shannon Baszler come out. They they kind of walk out with Reginald and everything, and they cut a little promo and. Then they had a commentary. Then we have Tismina and Natalia come out for the match they're going to have with uh, Banks and Bianca. This match was short. Basically, they used Reginald's distraction. Nia Jax kept having Reginald get on the t- now table and show off his new suit. And, you know, Corey asked about how much he's paid for the shoot Nia, and she don't reveal that. You know, kind of like stuff. You don't reveal things like that. And ultimately, this just ends up being a... Way to distract Banks. Banks steals the out table, pushes Reginald. She gets distracted. Reginald gets to the ring, runs to the other side. Banks chases him. As that's happening, Natalia gets knocked out the apron. Um, and then Tamina rolls up Bianca for the one, two, three. They lose. Her and Banks and um, Bianca keep fighting after the match on the outside. And then Nia and Jackson get in the ring and kind of stare at each other with Tamina and them also in the ring after they won. So then we head backstage, and they're still fighting, and pretty much the same thing. You know, she's like, fix this. Get Reginald out of here. Why is he still around? You kicked him to the curb. I didn't. And she, Banks, Banks is like, I didn't k- tell you to kick him to the curb. I told you to get rid of him. But he's still sticking around and being a nuisance. And and Banks, uh, Banks pretty much said, you're still a rookie. I'm still, I'm one of the veterans, and I've done so much. Which The rookie thing at the end really got Bianca's like, what you call? Why would you, you know? She was like, "Why do you call me a rookie?" Kind of thing. Ultimately, I don't think this storyline is great. I really don't. I like. I like most people. I think Reginald's okay person. I don't think the guy playing Reginald is bad. Is bad. I just think the storyline doesn't make sense. Like the storyline with him getting involved with a lot of stuff, and then being involved with Nia Jax and Shanna Baszler, as Nia Jax is like. Love interest, kind of, but not really. Um, before this, they recapped the whole thing with Carmella and them when Carmella fired her, and then Banks slapped him, all that stuff. So they're kind of keeping this plate spinning, which they like him. I don't know why. But it's kind of weird to have this in the room with the women's, the SmackDown women's title feud, even though they haven't done a good job with the, the building of the feud because it's the same material over and over again. But after this, we get. Um, uh, so after this we get a promo uh, from from Big E and Big E pretty much says you know Apollo I don't have to go old testament on you you took one of our eyes I'm going to take one you know two of yours he goes through all the stuff he is fired up he's mad and he calls out Apollo Apollo never comes out but he finally says okay I'm going to have an open challenge and whoever wants to answer it. So Corbin comes out in his suit, starts talking, and he says, I'm not really ready to wrestle, but I'll wrestle you in this $10,000 suit. And as that's happening, Sami Zayn's like, uh, I'm going to take the challenge. And they bicker, and he's like, you didn't ever accept it. I accept it. And Biggie's like, whoever gets the ring first will get the challenge. So uh, Sammy runs the ring. He gets it. Biggie just beats him up before the bell kind of thing. And as he gets thrown back to the outside, Corbin's like, well, that didn't really work for you, and they're kind of like, he kind of like 
blasted off, and we get to the match. A standard affair. <clears throat> Sammy gets a little bit of offense in. Big E is a house of fire. He powers up. He hits the big ending for the one, two, three. Basically, none in doubt he was going to keep the championship. <clears throat> so then Apollo's music hit, and he smiles. And by the way, the whole time through the match, he's asking for Apollo. And I think that's really good because then he knows what Apollo did to him. Was this being a cowardly move kind of thing? <clears throat> I appreciate that so much. And I think that's really good for Biggie. I think the fire in his, you know, his way of doing things is so interesting. Um, so then after the match, Apollo's music hit. He, he's waiting for him on the ramp. Apollo sneaks attacks him. Keeps beating him up, beats him up. You know, kind of destroys him for a bit. He gets Biggie gets thrown to the outside. Apollo grabs the steps, knocks the steps into Biggie as he gets as he gets back up and getting back in the ring. And puts the steps down, stands on top of him, and just kind of poses. So so good. I'm looking for the if this match is a fast lane match, I'm looking forward to it because it'd be so much fun. I love the way they're doing Apollo, but also I love the Biggie thing too. Biggie's done with Apollo. He wants to just destroy him and get rid of him. And Apollo's like, you're not gonna get rid of me. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the one that's standing on top with the championship. But I'm also destroyed you in the process as well. So so good. So then after this, we get to our main event, which is um, Jay Roman and Paul Heyman coming out for their contract setting. Brian comes out after the commercial. And or during commercial, before commercial, he comes out. He's already in the ring. He does the yes stuff on the turnbuckle. Um, Roman uh, Adam Pierce talks about who, you know the contract and everything's been looked over. We can go and sign it if there's no further questions. So Roman gets the chair from uh, Pierce and puts it in the very head of the table. Brian sits down. Brian signs it, <clears throat> and Brian grabs the mic and says, "You know," or Roman grabs the mic and says. You know, I don't have to do this again. I don't have to fight you again. I beat you once. You don't deserve this match. You haven't done anything to earn this match. And why would I want to fight you again? I don't have to do this. And Brian's like, are you scared? And Brian's also like, you know, I did the one thing you didn't do. Or I did. I could be head of the table. And I could, I could, and off of your, your parent, your family would love me. And all this stuff. He kept egging Roman on. The line that really gets Roman pissed was like, I did the one thing you couldn't do. Make Jey Uso quit. And that just gets Roman over the edge. And Roman, Roman grabs a pen from Paul Heyman, signs it, and then that made your And <clears throat> then, you know, now it's official. Jay pretty much takes the table, throws it out the ring, and gets right at Brian's face and says, you know, it's funny. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna be the special best special guest enforcer for the match at Fast Lane, and I'm gonna make sure we call it straight down the middle. Basically, gonna try to help his cousin win. But before that can happen, Edge comes out. Edge says, "That's a great idea. So let's have a match. Me, me and Jay next week. The winner becomes special guest enforcer for the match. Is that good with you, Pierce?" And Pierce is like, "That's good. That match is set for next week." As that's happening, Edge gets the ring and starts going after Bron- after Roman. We have brawl ensues. Brian tries to get a Roman. Edge pushes Roman. And then before Edge pushes Roman, Brian's working on Jay. As after Edge pushes Roman, everybody hits their moves. Uh, Brian hits a knee plus on Edge, lays him out. He's standing tall. 
Roman's kind of holding his towel, kind of mad, and everybody's just laid out. So next week we're getting that special match between Edge in the first time in a while versus Jay for the special guest enforcer for the match at Fastlane for the Universal Title. Oh, baby, I'm looking forward to that. I I was I'm really looking forward to see what they're gonna do with Edge. The only thing about this show, this ending, I don't really get. I think they should make it a triple threat because Brian's been really doing good work. Edge, not so much. Only because I don't think Edge is a good babyface for Roman. I think Brian's a better babyface for Roman. Ultimately, I'm looking forward to it anyway. So much fun. And this, like I said, this show was okay. The best stuff, Edge promo at the beginning with Brian. The ending segment, the eight-man tag was amazing. Biggie's fire promo was really good. I would give the show a 3.5 out of 5. The only stuff I didn't like is the women's stuff. But, uh, Sasha Banks, Bailey, or Sasha Banks, Bianca, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, and the Reginald stuff. That was kind of all weird. Eh, not great. The Seth stuff I'm looking forward to. If it means we're going to get Seth Sanzaro down the road or Seth Nakamura next week, that should be fun. Uh, but I, like I said, I give the show 3.5 out of 5. It was a it was a pretty middle to average show. It's funny. It seems like SmackDown's getting worse. Like like some like the going raw talked about a couple others I've talked about. SmackDown's getting worse. Raw's getting better, somewhat better. I don't know. <clears throat> but they usually trends. Like Raw will get better at points, then SmackDown will get better. So it just depends on who's what show is more focused on. But I'll be back on Tuesday to do the Raw review. Getting ready for Fastlane. That'll be to go home for, for Fastlane. We have Wednesday night. We have XT, which is building to the takeover at takeover stand liver at uh, during WrestleMania week, the two night takeover, and then we have SmackDown on Friday for the go home for Fastlane as well. Um, but like I said, I do thank you for listening. Hope you did enjoy, and I hope you're here for next time. See you. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.